It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. Here we go! It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. The podcast on a Monday. I call it a blue Monday because I'm really not into the Super Bowl with the Patriots and Eagles, and now I have to root for the Patriots, and that sucks. Hi, Al. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so you'll be uh, not rooting for any team? No, uh, I'm rooting Super for the Bowl. Patriots now. You will be rooting for the Patriots. Like, big time. Because you hate the Eagles. You know where I'm at now with the Patriots? I thought of this. over. I was in Michigan with Rutgers over the weekend, so I had a lot of time to think on the plane and in the hotel room and everything. And I was watching some of the shows. And about the preview shows. And I actually think this of the Patriots. Remember what Craig used to say about the Nets, and you even agree with that, and you said it about the Browns. Don't be bad. Be historically bad. Yes. I'm at the point now, if the Cowboys can't win, I want the Patriots to win every year, and I want Brady to win until he's 50. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So if this is the Brady-Belichick uh, eighth Super Bowl. Yes. And they have two others. They have one with Drew. Uh, Bledsoe that he lost when Parcells was the head coach. And they had one with uh, Tony Eason. Steve they Grogan, they went which to they one. lost. They, right, to the Bears. So they've been to 10 Super Bowls. It's amazing. There's only been 52. There's yeah. only been 52 of them. That's but like a fifth of the Super it Bowls, It is, Jerry. but even more remarkable than that is that this will be their eighth in the last 18 years. Yeah. So just in the in the time we've been here uh, doing the mornings and going to the Super Bowls, for me, I started going uh, uh, January of uh, uh, 2008. Right. So this will be the 11th Super Bowl. They've got to be in how many of those, Jerry? I Probably can't do the five. Math. Oh, at least two. Well, two alone think. with the Giants. Two with the Giants. Let me and Google then that, Jerry. The Seahawks won. No, Last Falcons. year they won. So this would be the fifth. Yeah, this would be the fifth. Fifth one. Yeah, Seahawks, Falcons, this one, and the two with the Giants. That is unbelievable. I'm going to Google that, Jerry, while you're here. But I just gave it to you. Well, I'm not sure if you uh, really fully had all the, uh, no, the I just correct did it. numbers. You said the two Giant ones, which right. I agreed with. The Falcon one from last year, the Seahawks the year prior to that, mm-hmm. remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or two years ago, whatever it was. And then this one. My gosh, That's they have, five. They have such a big... Um, Why are you still Googling? They have such a big Wikipedia page. Hold on, Jerry. Let me just, and that's just their Super Bowl Wikipedia page. Just their Super Bowl one. So, uh, yes. Hmm. Where are these teams here? Okay, Jerry. We're going to edit all this part out <clears throat> later when we do the thing. Jerry, um... Can I move on to uh, my other time? Okay, may I just real quick? Yes, please. Before you get to your weekend, I'm sure what you'll describe for us. Um, <laughs> I would just like to say, and I got very good reaction on oh, Twitter. Okay. So I made the cauliflower oh, crust. You did get a very big reaction. I was stunned that it was hundreds of people that were actually interested in that. It was literally just a follow-up because someone hit me on Twitter on Tuesday of last week. So did you ever do the cauliflower cauliflower pizza or was it just another thing you guys talk about and don't do? I'm like, you know what? I'm going. I want to do this. So I went out. I bought the the big head of cauliflower. I made sure I had everything that goes in it. Made sure you had the egg and the, the little Parmesan cheese that goes in. So you were making the crust from out scratch. of cauliflower. Correct. All right. Now I don't have a food processor, but I used a blender. So I had to use a little bit of water just to kind of get it to blend a little bit. 
And one of the guys on Twitter was right. The biggest pain in the ass is getting all the water out of the cauliflower. So I did that, and then you mush it down and everything. You put it in the oven, like, huh, kind of smells. But then it cooks, and the smell's gone. Here is the problem. The middle of it, mushy. That didn't really cook. Mushy pizza. If you ate around the edges, dude, it was good. It well, wasn't great. It was good. The other thing that many people commented on, Jerry, when you tweeted out the photo of your pizza is the massive amount of cheese you put on it. You really see that's a misnomer. There was really not a lot of cheese. My younger son, who will try anything, tasted it, and he said, essentially, where's the cheese? Oh, really? There really wasn't all that right. much on it. Was it covered? Yes. Was it an extra cheese pizza? Not at all. It wasn't. And then here's the other thing I thought of when you um, – put that out there you put out the cauliflower pizza and you said for those of you who listen to the post game podcast with al and i yeah and uh, gina said to me she goes you know i listen to this podcast i don't ever recall jerry discussing cauliflower pizza you remember it don't you and i said you know what that may have been a uh commute in or commute home conversation that maybe was never on was never put on tape Huh. May have just been a conversation I, you know, we had in the car. Al, I don't believe that's the case because I had people asking me following up if on it. If you were going to do it. And unless you're bugging my car I'm not and then yet. posting that. That would be a terrific show. Uh, that would. That's interesting. But no, I, I we, we did discuss. Okay. I know we discussed we'll it. Discuss. Would you, how about this, Jerry? Would you make it again? Cauliflower Here's pizza. what I would do. I was told it's Crust. very difficult, and it is. It took a long time to make this one stupid pizza. I was told by numerous people, get the cauliflower rice binds easier and it makes for a better crust and it's still the same thing except it's broken up for you already that you would try i will do that next time you know what i did jerry i, I just went and got pizza on friday evening they have the right you also weigh 130 pounds right soaking wet so you can afford to have regular pizza I'm right there I'm trying the, to watch myself a little bit had them right there in the place the guy throws it right in the brick oven part right, he loves out. you so you can't wait to go there every week and get recognized that's right I also, Jerry, went to see a movie over the weekend, I, Tanya. Oh, that's about, in the movie theaters? It is. Oh, I thought it was like a TV show. No, no. That's what I would have thought. But it was gotten. It was getting a lot of critical, rev- good reviews. Right. And it was at a little movie theater in Asbury Park, so we thought, well, we'll go see that. And uh, it was about uh, Tanya Harding and her life How story. How many people were in the theater? Well, it was a very tiny theater. It only was, was not much bigger than this studio we're in. Wow. And it's like individual chairs. It's a very unique theater on uh, Cookman Avenue in downtown Asbury Park. They they show mostly artsy type films, right? Independent films that. So we saw it there. So it was cool. So how many people? Uh, like twenty. Twenty. That's interesting. I would say twenty people. Uh, I felt some sympathy for Tanya Harding having watched this. Now oh, I yeah, since she's in it and produced it, I'm sure they exactly. made it feel that way. Right. So she's it's her story. So it's her. Uh, version of things uh and i remember doing a story with you a week or so ago about how nancy kerrigan was not liking how all of a sudden tanya harding's being looked at as a sympathetic person shouldn't happen and shouldn't happen no but boy what a crazy story if all that was true in it if it was true abusive mother abusive gluey let me ask you something though because you hear this a lot and i'm not saying that there's not an impact right that happens yes does that give you an excuse, though? I don't think it gives you an excuse, but it sheds some light into the crazy people you're surrounded by. That's fair. 
Okay, that's fair. Because also in the in the film, you know, the battle there is: Did Tanya Harding know this was going to take place? The the smacking of the leg of Nancy Kerrigan, right? Or was she not aware? In the film that she, she wasn't produced, aware, I guess she was unaware. Of course. Then the film, they portray it as if uh, a couple days prior, uh, somebody called in a death threat to Tanya Harding. And they would not let her skate. So they thought, we'll call in a death threat to Nancy Kerrigan so that she can't skate. And instead, the people involved went above and beyond, smacked her in the leg. Got it. So The she, problem is you really don't know what's true. You don't know. Jerry, they say there's three sides to every story. Three sides. Yeah. Uh, one person's side. The other side and the truth. Yeah, that's three sides. Three so that's sides. what we got Who here. Who is that guy in a mystery right there? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, because that were really cool. Oh, look That's at that. That's a chili peppers. Anthony Kiedis. Yep, and Flea. Interesting. They go to Laker games, the chili peppers, Jerry? A lot, yes, often. Oh, okay. They oh, do. they were at Nick's Lakers. Yes. Staples hmm. Center. I always wonder, like, do you think the celebrities really like basketball or they like to be sh- shown there? I think there are some that really like it and there are some that are there to be seen. Do you and think then some the, fall in between? Do you think the chili peppers really like the, the Lakers? I do. And reading the book Scar Tissue, as I did years ago, uh, Anthony Kiedis talks about how not all of them in the band, but he in particular and Flea, big time Laker fans. They are big yes. Laker fans. Grew up Laker fans, and there's if I remember correctly, there's a part in the book where he talks about how how amazing it is that they make the money to where they can go to any game they want. Go to Lakers. Try to get as much they get get there as much as they can. It was actually cool at the Rutgers Michigan game yesterday. They brought out Jalen Rose and Glenn Rice were there. It was kind of cool. All right, they did certain things at have. It was pretty neat. Rudy Tomjanovich was there. Okay. Pretty neat. Any alternative rockers from the 90s? Uh, no, I don't think so. so. Sarah McLaughlin might have been there. So it wasn't great. Not sure. Okay. Kind of cool. Jerry, a, a man in San Francisco, a California doctor. Well, check this story out. Oh, geez. If you're actually no, no, stopping in the middle. I'm not stopping. I did read this fully right, all right. the way through. Uh, a doctor out of the University of California, San Francisco, Fresno Emergency Medicine. Well, that's a long name. Yes. Said a man came into the emergency room in August with an unusual story. He was having severe stomach pains. And when he went to the bathroom, he thought his intestines were coming out of his butt. It turned out it was a tapeworm. Of five and a half feet long. You gotta be kidding. That he claims that he eats a ton of sushi and that he must have been in a salmon. A raw salmon. You ever worry about that? The tapeworms inside you, only, you eat a lot of salmon. Uh well, I think if you cook the salmon, this is the problem with sushi. It's raw. Ugh. And I think the tapeworms can live in there. That's disgusting. And I was just thinking, there are so many sushi places in the in America alone. Let's just pick America. And you've driven by sushi places where you're like, I would not trust sushi in some there. Some look great and some look horrendous. Right. So how many other people are walking around with tapeworms in them? I don't know, but that's a disgusting story. From sushi tapeworms. Could you imagine? Yeah, five and a half feet long. Good Lord. That's gross. The man was having, um, was was blood in his stool, as they say, Jerry? I'm sure there was. He's lucky he didn't have colon cancer. He is very lucky. They that's just awful. pulled the whole thing out, five and a half feet. I was reading um, 
So I was reading Sean T's book on the plane yesterday. Well, you're a voracious reader. And I'm not actually, but I have this book and I was reading it. And so he, reading his life story. Sean T. Yeah. At one point is, this is, this is wild to me. He is, he's dancing in LA and he gets some part in a play or whatever. And it's also at the same time, Mariah Carey is about to hire him to be a dancer on her tour. And he comes down with this incredible stomach pain. But he's like, ah, she might be showing up today to take a look at the new dancers. I got to go. So he tries to battle his way through. The next day, he's back on his way. Pain's not going. Matter he's getting worse. He finally takes himself to an urgent care. The guy at the urgent care says, I, go to the hospital. I think you might have a ruptured appendix. Oh. So he goes to the hospital. Doctor's like, no, no. 24 hours he's there. Doctor comes in. I think you have AIDS. All right. He's like, AIDS? Uh, I don't think so. I'd like you to do more testing. They do more testing. They find out the next day he did have a ruptured appendix. He was misdiagnosed by the first doctor in the hospital to where they just brushed it off. Another 12 to another twelve to 16 hours, the doctor says you would have been dead by all the toxins that were being released right. in your body. That's what they come up with? You have AIDS? I Could mean, be AIDS, Good sir. Lord. He figures because he was a homosexual man that they just said, well, we don't. And they said the, uh, the busted appendix was behind an intestine or something. They didn't see it. So they just assumed he had AIDS. That's terrible. And this was when, in the 90s? This, Yeah, this had to have been in the 90s. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. You go to these doctors and you feel like they know what they're talking about. You kind of trust them. Well, I think because oh. the pain for a busted appendix is supposed to be so severe. Like right. the fact well, that he, he was going to dance for Mariah Carey while he had a busted up appendix. Right, well, impressive. He couldn't make it the next, the next day. He literally had to get himself to a hospital. Oh. So you never had an appendix or anything like that. No, but I were I do think about that. So do I. Like, what causes it? I think it just it just happens. Yeah, that and the gallbladder scares me too. Yeah, gallbladder attack. I would agree. All these things as we get older, we got to worry yeah, about. Yeah, gallbladders and appendix attacks. Uh, there's a mystery A-list rock band that's supposedly recording a reunion album. Aerosmith. Well, they're they're not named. The oh. website uh, Crazy Days and Nights. They're they're like a, like a gossip site, Jerry. They say that there's a uh, a legendary classic rock band that's getting together to record a new record. Leonard and every Skinnerd. People think it's Guns and Roses because they had a successful tour. Okay, but is that really, would that really be big news after they've been together again now? I'll be honest. I don't think any classic rocker putting out a brand new album is is big news. Not anymore. There's not a single person you could come up with. The Who. Right. No one would care now. I'll give you one. Zeppelin. What if, I, or I'll give you two. Ah. What if Led Zeppelin put out a new album? All right. Or what if McCartney and, and I was going to say George Harrison, my God, and Ringo Starr mm-hmm. put together an album? I still don't think people would care about that. I think people would care about a Led Zeppelin album I with do Page and Plant. I agree. That's interesting. Van Halen? No, because they did a couple of years ago. No one cared. Yeah, but wasn't that with a different singer? No, though? it was when 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 they reunited with Dave. David Lee Roth. They did went a new on tour, album? then they did a new album, and no one cared. I honestly never didn't even know. Yeah. That. See, but that's, that was the problem with being in New York with no new rock radio. Right. Like, how the hell do you know what's going on? You like don't. we do now. You don't know what's going on, no. Jerry. So you, I, there's not anyone that I can except think Led of. Zeppelin. The Led Zeppelin would be the only one. That would be interesting. Speaking of music, Jerry, watch this segue. Massive, massive stadium tour is a go for the summer. I have dates in front of me, Jerry. 
Uh, stadium some, tour. some stadiums, some arenas. Well, this looks like a lot of arenas, but I saw some stadiums. Katy There's Perry. A couple stadiums and a couple. Um, yeah, there are stadiums on How the store. Pink? How about this, Jerry? Have you ever heard of a combination of Def Leppard and Journey? Oh, yeah, I heard a commercial for that this morning. That's a go. Let me see uh, around here, Jerry. It's going to be at. Journey was breaking up because the band was fighting over politics. Mm, I don't know. I did see that. You're right. I right? did see that. They're going to play the Garden. They're going to play the Prudential Center around here. Right, those aren't stadiums. But they've got some stadiums in, in uh, around things, Jerry. Would you go see that? Um, I not... might go see that. I'm not overly excited, but I might go see what that. What does a ticket like that cost? Mm, I don't know. My, Journey and Def Leppard. My guess is yeah, minimum that's an $80 ticket. $80 minimum. The number of hits you're going to get that evening? They're old, though, Al. I would go see that. I don't know that I would. I wouldn't go out of my way, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you said, hey, Al, I have an extra ticket for Saturday You'd night. you go. Yeah. But you wouldn't spend $125 a ticket for you and Gina to go. No. I wouldn't either. Think about that. $250 to go see two old bands. Yeah. And one with a, with a different singer. I don't know if you heard the Def Leppard drummer only has one arm. He had an accident a couple of years back. A couple of years back. A couple of like years back. Like 30 years back. They thought career over. Turns out. You have a bionic penis. Drums with uh, both of his uh, feet, Jerry, and his uh, arm. That's the incredible terrific. talent. Terrific. Incredible terrific. talent. I love this story here. A couple on uh, Sunday, we're going to be flying uh, Delta Airlines to Minneapolis. Yes, we'll be on the same flight. I don't know if we're sitting next to one another, but we will be on, we're the, on the same, same flight. flight. I'm so tired of flying. Delta is cracking down on emotional support animals, which I love to hear. I do not want any emotional support animals on my plane. They announced on Friday that it's cracking down on the practice of allowing emotional support animals in the cabin on flights. There's been an 84% increase in animal incidents. Of course, because they're animals on planes. Involving the animals defecating, urinating, biting, and barking on flights. You know what I want when I get on a plane? I want quiet, I I want want calm, and I want peace. Yes. I want a smooth departure. I like that. I want to feel like we're just gliding. We want the same thing. And I'd like to have a nice landing. Yes. I want to get off the plane on time. All right. That's all I want. I want... What you're advertising you do. Nothing. Not you. The airlines. Oh, the airlines. That will get you there safely, mm-hmm. securely, with comfort. Got it. That is all I want. That's all you're looking for, I Jerry. don't even need the damn soda and the peanuts. I like a soda and Just a bag of pretzels. take off on time. Okay. Nice and smooth. That sounds... Land without doable. incident. Mm-hmm. And let me get off the plane in a nice... Oh, and get your bag. Oh, I have to get the bag. But let's do it in a nice, manner. orderly, timely fashion, and let's move on with our time. Okay. That's what I would That's like. fair. I was looking at the long-range forecast for Minneapolis. Not terrible. I hope not, because nope. I got to fly to Chicago that week, too. No worse than here. Well, good. So that's not terrible. Yeah. We can live with that. You want to go? You, I have to miss a day of work. You want to go with me? I do not want to go to Florida. Champaign, I mean, Illinois to that Illinois. Week? No, no interest. No interest. It's Illinois, not Illinois. I like to. I'll be settled in, to, in Minneapolis. Yes. A genus uh, coming in on Tuesday. Nice. Is our boss going to Minneapolis with us? Uh, Mr. Mark Chernoff? Yeah. I don't believe Since so. Since the morning show and the afternoon show is going. I don't think so. Hmm. All right. He trusts us, Jerry. Nice. 
I think that's a good thing. But we'll get it done ourselves. All right. That sounds good. All right. That's the... Uh, We're done for the day. Post-game podcast. The warm-up show is next. Yeah, I yelled at you in that. I'm sorry. No, it was a good good heated debate, I thought. We really battled it out over the the Jaguars and whether they put in a good performance or not. Right. So stick around for that. That was pretty good. Heated exchange. Talk show hosts. Yeah, we were like uh, actual talk show hosts. We got that expanded to 530 yet or no? Well, if you'll listen closely, I didn't really know everything I was talking about. I, <laughs> I couldn't give you uh, player names or actual statistics. There was It was just a feeling I had about the game, Jerry. It's not going to help going forward. All right. Have a great day, Al. All right. See you. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, a very good Monday morning to you. This portion is sponsored by Walgreens. I will say good morning to Al Dukes, and I will praise the back page of the New York Post that says, worst Super Bowl ever. For New York fans, Ugh. Eagles, Patriots, Jerry. Yuck, with a capital Y. Jerry, I don't know why I was so hung up on this uh, Jaguars, Patriots, and in particular... I was so angry with the Jaguars and their attitude during that game. Okay. When they had the lead. Right. They played like scared cowards. Yeah, I saw you write this. and I, I sure did I write that. I didn't see that at all. I just saw a team, an offense that's just not that good. Right, but but they when they were up, the, when they had, uh, it was like 14-3, I think, at one point, right? Right. Doug Marone looked like he was getting killed 28 nothing. That Blake Bortles looked. They all they wanted to do. I felt like they went into kill the clock mode with a minute left in the half. We gonna win that bitch. Oh, they didn't win that bitch. No, no they, you didn't. No, they didn't win that. We gonna win that bitch. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It really annoyed me. Like I, all they did. Then when the second half opened, they did the exact same thing they did in the first half. First down, Leonard Fournette. Yes. Second down, Leonard Fournette. Third down, hope Blake Bortles. Can throw a three-yard pass, then punt the ball away. They have, but they did have several, especially late in the game when the Patriots got to within twenty to seventeen. I guess they took some shots down the field, and I thought you saw in that in that spot where Blake Bortles, while he's a fine average NFL quarterback, he couldn't make the big throw. He had the one pass play that Gilmore knocked down that would have won the game for them. You had the one play, I think it was Fournette, who was open down the left sideline. He underthrows him. Otherwise, it's a touchdown. They took their shots. He just couldn't make the throws. And Tony Romo kept going, oh, Blake Bortles is playing the game of his life. Yeah, well, his life, playing football stinks. So (laughs) having the game of his life, not great. I thought Blake Bortles was what he is. He was okay. Right, but we expect so little of him that when he's – Got you know when it's fourteen three, it's like oh my lord, this guy is the is the greatest quarterback. Tony Romo was falling in love with Blake Bortles based on nothing. He was also falling in love with. If I heard this name again, I was going to throw something at the TV. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel oh, Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. Wow, Nathaniel Hackett. Boy, what a game plan by Nathaniel Hackett. Shut up. Enough. We got it. You like Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, great. Big fan of Nathaniel Hackett. He was. Uh, Then I saw not only uh, fans, Jerry, conspiracy theorists, but Jaguars players themselves complaining that the Patriots only had one penalty called on them. Okay, well, here's where I agree with them to a point. There were, what, 10 for 
100 basically for the Jaguars, one penalty for 10 yards for the Patriots. You can call holding on any play, essentially, in the NFL. The fact that the disparity is that wide, maybe it wasn't 10 for 100, maybe it was 7 or 8 for 100, but to only have one penalty in an NFL game at Foxborough? Listen, there's maybe something to it. That and I saw at the end of the game, uh, one of the refs tapped Tom Brady on the shoulder to give yeah, him a I congratulations. Saw. People were not happy about that, If you're Jerry. a conspiracy theorist, here's what you know. If the Super Bowl was the Jaguars and anybody, the NFL would have been like, oh, this Yeah, they couldn't sucks. have that. <laughs> but that, that game was over at the half, even though the Jaguars were winning. They were losers already. They, they, were, they were not they losers were. already. No, they, they were when losers. Miles Jack strips the ball away in the fourth losers. quarter, I actually thought that's where the game was over. Third and 18, that's where the game should have been over. When they let the Patriots score at the end of the half. Well, that was with a, with. And, I agree with you. That was a big screw-up on their part at the end of the second quarter. Bad pass interference penalty on them. I agree with Terrible. you. Terrible. And then to kneel the ball. That I, was listen, loser mentality. In that case, I'll agree with you. I will not agree with you in the second half. I just they, won't. That, no, I won't. That's where they killed the clock. They were like, we have the, the lead 14-10. Uh, 55 seconds of play, time to kill the clock the rest of the game. Run, run, run. Hope the Patriots don't score on us. Get the ball back. Run, run, run. Except even up 20 to 17, they weren't going run, run, run. They weren't. They went run, pass, pass. And they have a quarterback who couldn't make the passes. All I know is I was furious with my television. As I spoke with Mr. Eddie Scazzeri, he felt the same way. It's a good thing that you're not a Jaguar or Patriot fan. Eddie threw a hanger, I was told. Okay. That's true. Uh Uh-huh. Great. And he's not violent. Me, Jerry, when I get angry, I do smash things. I will throw things against the walls. I will slam things to the ground like a child. How'd your girlfriend take that since you were at her house? Uh, well, I was uh, mainly just uh, attacking them on Twitter, calling them so out. So you didn't throw anything? I didn't. You didn't that, smash no, anything. but I'm saying in general, I could be right. one of those people. But you weren't. But I wasn't. Got it. Uh, then in the other game, Jerry, and here's what I saw the difference between loser mentality Jaguars Go to London every year and be that crummy team we send there. Because that's what you are who you we what how's that going, Jerry? We you were who we thought you were. The Eagles, on the other hand, Jerry, they went down seven nothing. And when and I wrote this fella's name down, Patrick Robinson picked that ball off at the ball was thrown right to him. Okay. Fair enough. They were down seven nothing. They needed something, right? Mm-hmm. He picks that ball off at the fifty yard line. Everyone would have been thrilled had he went right into the pile, fell down. Hey, we got the ball. Why would you do he that? He made a play. Yeah, he ran to the end zone. Yeah. Yes. But not why, a I don't loser. understand why you think he would just fall into the pile. Because it's in, These in, are defensive no, no, no. backs. They but make in the, their living off of right. intercepting balls and scoring touchdowns. Right, but he was going right down the sideline where all the right. where everybody was. And it would have been great to get, get shoved out of bounds. Right. Everyone would These have been, guys don't think that. They, they would score. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, most of the games I watch, that's what guys that is, do. What games are you watching? All of them. No, ja- it's not. Defensive backs. Mostly they j- pick the ball off. They want to score. They want to be stars. They want to be Jalen Ramsey, Deion Sanders, Richard Sherman. What are you talking about? I Your see brain most, is clouded No, it's this not morning. clouded. Clouded. Nope. I see steam coming off the not top clouded. of your bald head. Not clouded. You're out of your mind. That guy made a play. Please. Not losers. Stop, stop. How about the Vikings show up? How about that? Talk about losers. How can we ever rip them yet? 7 nothing. right down the field, turn it off. We got the game one, and then they get their asses blown out. How about that? All right.
Well, go ahead, rip the Vikings. They were probably Mr. scared. Jacksonville hater. Did you see what was going on in Philadelphia yesterday, Jerry? Yes, they were greasing poles. The police were greasing poles because crazy Eagle fans climbed Who them. Who does that? They still did it, even though Why? they were greased. Have you ever have you ever greased a pole? I would never grease a pole. And then just no grabbed your way up to the top to do what exactly? Not only that, when Viking fans were walking into the stadium, they were lobbing full. Beer cans. This is where my hatred for the Philadelphia fan comes in. Young little Jerry at 13 years old goes to the vet to watch a Cowboys Eagles game with no gear. None. I don't wear jerseys, jackets. I would wear Eagles gear. The only thing I brought was it was a December game. I brought a Cowboys ski hat, which I kept in my pocket for much of the game until it got too cold. We're in the fourth quarter and the Eagles were winning. I put the hat on before we were going to leave. And the vultures saw it. I was 13, and they're throwing hot dogs and beer at me to the point where my father said, I think we've got to get out of here. I said, I agree. He goes, give me a minute. Let me go down first. <laughs> and then we walked behind them. Now, at what point, for fear of your own safety, if you were a Viking fan, would you have rolled out of there yesterday? Halftime? Am I dressed in Viking full gear? full gear. You're in a Randy Moss throwback. I don't throwback. think you can leave a championship game at halftime, but I would say by the end of the third quarter, get the hell out of there. But even then, and when Boomer you're... sending texts like, do you still believe? What are you drinking? They, they had no chance in that game. Boomer was still believing. At the start of the fourth quarter at 31-7 or 24-7, whatever. Ugh. But even if you walk out at that point, you're going to get harassed. You are, but if you leave before the mob leaves... It's a little bit better, don't you think? Yes. NJ.com had a great photos. This was while the Jaguar-Patriot game was still going on of bloodied Eagle Did fans. Did you see the video? It's even worse than the photos. Dopes. And the one guy's like, why are you videoing this? He's got blood coming down his face. Why? Well, this is why. Imagine you go to watch a football game and you're bloodied before the... You're not in the game. You're just there for the game. You're right. And then you Slamming walk in beers. like you played in the game. Right. I don't know. Pretty. It Curious, really was scary. crazy, crazy day. This portion sponsored by Walgreens. Switch your Medicare Part D prescription to Walgreens and start saving today with co-pays as low as $0 on select plans with Tier 1 generics. Walgreens trusted since 1901. I'm sorry I yelled at you. We'll take a break. We'll come back and finish. We'll have Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. This portion is brought to you by Staples, Patriots, and Eagles to the Super Bowl as they both won on Sunday. Giants expected to hire off Minnesota offensive coordinator Pat Shermer as the new head coach. Lakers beat the Knicks 127-107. Nets over the Pistons by one. And the Rangers lost last night to the Kings. This portion sponsored by Staples. Staples has great prices on the office items you use most for your business like paper, ink, and toner. Saving money equals savings. And the bottom line, visit staples.com for more staples. It's pro time. Jerry, I thought, uh, so we're, we'll be getting the Pat Shermer, I guess, uh, this week information for this the Giants. This is what we're hearing, yes. I thought he and Spags were friends. I thought what I read last week was Steve Spagnuolo was probably, or had a good chance to come back yeah. as defensive coordinator. I'm not reading that anymore. And now we're seeing uh, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, how about that? Are you a fan of Jack Del Rio, Jerry? Well, I'm a Cowboy fan, so yes. Oh, you are? Yeah. What's his link to the Cowboys? He played for them. All right. <laughs> I thought enough. you were a Cowboy fan. I am, Jerry. Long time. First time, long time. <laughs> and um, Yeah, that's right. 
Terry, if he didn't play with Roger Stallback or Troy Aikman, I don't know who Jack Del Rio is. He played in the 80s. 80s? Yeah, with my man Danny White. Oh, all right. What position was he? He was a linebacker. I see. Thus defensive coach. (laughs) You're a genius. I see that. (laughs) And uh, this Eagles, Lane Johnson, wants to dethrone pretty boy Tom Brady. Is that an offensive term, Jerry? No. Pretty boy? I don't think so. I could call you a pretty boy. Um, I mean, you wouldn't like it, but it's not offensive. If I was in shape like Brady is, if I was making $30 million a year like Brady is, you could call me whatever the hell you want to call me. Then you'd be all right with that pretty boy. And this pretty boy is going to his eighth Super Bowl. And and did you see they ran promos during the game for the Tom Brady Facebook documentary series? Yeah, Tom versus Time. Tom versus Time, yeah. The, The documentary he refuses to answer questions about. Yes. Yes. But they were running it. I say I'm smooching Giselle. Spoiler alert. Time wins. Always. It hasn't yet. Time is undefeated. Oh, it will, though. Oh. Yeah, Eddie, nobody expects him to play quarterback when he's 77. But he's going to a Super Bowl at 40. And he will play till he's 45. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it. I was somewhat intrigued by it. I saw his. I didn't know how many. He had so many children, Jerry. They were running all over that house. I think you'd be a good candidate for his diet and lifestyle. The Tom Brady. No, he doesn't like eat tomatoes. Just eat spinach. Spinach. That sounds perfect for you. You can lose even more weight. (laughs) Get ready for Super Bowl 52.